0: Welcome to Maine Quality, where community leaders share their visions for Maine. I'm your host, Orion Breen, and today's guest is Catherine Wygant Fawcett, Executive Director of the Institute for Family Owned Business. How are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm great. How are you?
0: Awesome. So, uh, what is the Institute for Family Owned Businesses?
1: What is it? We also call it IFOB. 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 So, IFOB is celebrating its 25 years this year, and we are a nonprofit that helps family businesses succeed. So it was started over, well, 25 years ago from a group of family businesses like Hancock Lumber, Ockers, Dairy, Hussey Seating, and they were all going to a program Lee at h Yeah, Lee Moss. <laughs> yeah, with Shep Lee. And um, they were all commuting over there, like 20 family businesses, and Shepley, who I had known, he's since passed, he was like, well, why don't we have this in Maine? So they started at USM, and they had it with his daughter, Kathy Lee and it was physically there for many years. And then in 2008, they had some funding challenges, and they broke out and became their own 501c3. And they had um, a physical location, and my predecessor moved it to her home, and now I, I manage it remotely from, from Booth Bay. so it's a little bit like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> you know, pay attention to it over here. But we cover the whole state, and we do 54 different programs for family businesses now. And they are vary from educational programs to social programs to affinity groups. We work with women in family business. We work with the next generation. We had the next generation ask us to start a program for their parents called Leaders in Transition because sometimes the leaders, it's a challenge for them to figure out what they're going to do next if their kids are taking over the family business. and then Or
0: the kids don't want to take over the, the family business. Or the kids don't want to <laughs> take over
1: the family business, yes. Or the kids want to see if they want to take over the family business. And then um, we do women's leadership programs, and then we also have a golf program, and our biggest piece that we have now is our main family business awards, where we do a call out to the entire state and say, please tell us your best family businesses, and we started a a new website this year that's an easy platform for people to go on and nominate them, and if you nominate the family business, then they know that you've nominated them, and we're going to have a fun little contest this year to get more nominations, and then for the family business that do apply, they get to learn a lot about their family business as they go through the series of questions and things that we ask. And then if they complete the application, they get two complimentary tickets to the awards night, which is on June 5th. And we're going to have Sean Gorman from L.L. Bean come, the great-grandson of L.L. L. Bean. And then it's a big celebration of family businesses. So last year we had 186 nominations, so we're trying to beat that record. And then we narrow it to semi-finalists and finalists, and then we have 20 to 24 finalists who come, and it's like the Oscars, and they don't know whether they won or not. And so you learn about family businesses from all over the state. They don't have to be members of the institute. But if they come, we give them two free tickets, we give them a complimentary membership to the institute so they can learn about us, come to our programs.
0: So the nominees don't have to be already in. It can be any business. Any
1: family business, any family business. And that's only, those are two people who within the family business work, husband and wife, Um, children, cousins. Sometimes the children start the family business and then the parents come into it. So we have like a first generation award. We have seven different awards that that we have for the the program.
0: What are the different awards or sizes?
1: So we um, we have seven different awards. So we have the Rennie's Large Business Award, which for us it's Maine, so it's 25 employees or more. We have the Chalmers Insurance Group Customer Service Award. We have the Holiday Inn by the Bay First Generation Award. That's a family that's started, but they haven't passed it to the next generation. We have the People's United Bank Innovation and Technology Award, the Shepley Community Service Award, the Varney Agency Environmental Leadership Award, and the Maddie Corson Small Business Award, fewer than 25 employees because Maddie Corson started the, the awards 20 years ago.
0: Who are some past winners that stick out to you?
1: Well, Rennie's, my main adventure. So they won the award, and they've been a huge supporter of family businesses. They're in 17 locations across the state, and they—they're just a great family business. We had um, last year. We had our Chalmers Insurance. They won the award as well, and they have the customer service award. And it was a husband and wife, the Blueberry Fields, um, in in Washington, and she and her husband physically built their bed and breakfast. So, and they built So they designed it. They designed it. They built it. They put it together and they so catered to their customers. And so one of their customers had seen um, in the press release the newspaper a call out for this. And so they um, she completed the application and it was during Maple Sunday and it, she was you know, really busy and she said can I have an extension because she's running everything herself she and her husband yeah. and I was like yep yeah, yep yeah, we could do that and then you know she was cute because she's like um, I know who the winners are but nobody else knows well the judges do so it's a live awards it's kind of like the Oscars and you come to the awards night and we have over 400 people and they learn about all these family businesses and nobody thinks they're going to win you know and so she was cute because she said, well, you know, should I get dressed up? And I knew I she was a winner. A and I said, well, you might want to. you know. And then some of them say, should I do a speech? And I'm like, well, you might want to, you know. And then... You know, they get up there, and it's the most heartfelt moment because they don't expect they're going to win. Grown men get teared up, and they give the best short speeches because it's about their life and their family because it's so hard to run a business by itself. And then you put the family dynamics into it, and these people work 24-7. And, you know, it's just a big celebration for them and family businesses and for us to celebrate across the state. So we really encourage as many nominations as possible from around the state.
0: Who are the judges, or is that a secret?
1: Oh, it's not a secret. Well, I haven't asked them all yet. So there's usually seven judges, and we take two from previous years, and then we take some new judges who who come on who have just gone through the experience. And we have, like I said, a new awards platform that we're using. It's going to be really easy for social sharing and social media. But everybody applies and who applies answers the same questions and you can pick like if you think you're particularly good in customer service you can write a little bit more mm. about that but then um the judges will have pre-screening and then we'll have the the actual judges so we we have a short list but we haven't announced it just yet but they're all people who have been in the process of one themselves so it's all family businesses who have won in the past and then who are
0: on the judge the For judges. judges For judges, And you're still accepting applications. Oh, we just started. Yeah. We just
1: started. So that'll go, nominations go until April 5th. You can self-nominate if you think that you have a fabulous family business. And then, well, it's a way for us to learn about them and them to learn about the Institute and all the various programs. And we, a lot of... And everybody
0: to learn about them if they win. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Yes, because then we do videos and all kinds of things. And they get a beautiful crystal award if they win. If they're um, finalists, they get written up. We have a beautiful brochure sure book that we put together about the top finalist family businesses if you're a semi-finalist you still get recognition and logos in it and then and um, I would
0: recommend if people have a chance to come you're saying the speeches like you think Oscar award award speeches and you're like this is going to be boring but when you hear these people talk about their life and their Business, small business people don't get recognized a lot. And, and this is a big deal to them. And yeah, they get emotional and it's emotional to watch them talk about their business and their life and, and getting the award. So I recommend anybody to check it out.
1: Yeah, and a lot of things these days are not live. You know, yeah. everything's pre recorded or whatever, and this this is live. I mean, and, and some of them, it's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio. I say sometimes you've got to apply several times before <laughs> you win. You know, there are some like Volk Packaging who won for our first award in 2000 as a small business, and now he's a large business, and then he won for customer service later on. So if you've won yeah. in the past in a category, you can only win once, but you can win in other categories too. And then a number of our programs, because that is a big program where we try to cover the whole state, but a lot of our programs happen in the greater Portland region. Yeah. But if we're having educational ones, we do it at Huston College and people can remote in. And then we, we record those and do YouTube. So so we cover as much as we can.
0: You mentioned there's a technology innovation award. Does anybody stand out for you past winners? Have...
1: Well, Meadowmere Resort down in um a Gunquit one because they had done a lot of technology with uh solar panels and environmental pieces we had how and how technology who won last year with their remotely operated vehicles and pieces. oh really but they have yeah they were in um, the fast and the furious and they won and they've just been bought out by a bigger entity but the brothers are gonna stay on so cool. i mean there's just these amazing family businesses that that are
0: so technology from maine was used in the fast and furious movies i don't think a lot of people know that. <laughs> that's cool so how long have you been with the institute for family-owned business
1: i'm going on my fifth year now so i was uh, a chamber exec in booth bay harbor and I went to an association of association lunches, and I met my predecessor, who was from the South, and she had a lovely um, Georgia accent. And we started chit-chatting, and it's kind of like Maine stories. And she's like, um, where do you live? She's like, oh, I live in Damascotta. And I'm like, oh, I live in Booth Bay. And then I get home, and I get an email from her, and she's like, our husbands have known each other for 30 years. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so she um, she liked Maine, but it got real and she, uh, she had me come and be a judge for her in 2013, so I learned about the awards and how it all works. And then we had a bad winter with lots of snow, like four <laughs> years <laughs> of and being from Georgia, she's like, I'm out of here. And so she said, you need to apply for my job. And I was like, no, I have a job, Gina. And she's like, no, 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 you need to do this. So you know, I sent her my resume, and I got a first interview and a second interview, and then we're like, want to hire you and I'm like oh you're serious you want want to hire me so it's been really fun for me because as I said I lived in the Portland market I live up in Booth Bay now so that allows me to be more centrally located so I can cover more of the state and two to four days of the week I'm on the road and traveling and seeing people we have a program with uh, Colby College that we work with in tribute to Tim Hussey who is sixth generation family business so we do a, a scholarship where we would like to have a family business work with a student from Colby. And last year, Bangor Daily News did that. And they had uh, Caitlin. She was a, an Asian major. And she worked with the Bangor Daily News. And we gave a stipend as a scholarship Hello. for that. So we work with Thomas College. I've had interns there. I work with USM. I work with Husson University. So we, we try to have as big a footprint as we can um, to reach out to family businesses.
0: Bangor Daily News, that's another family-owned business, Yes, right? it is, yeah. Yep. Are you from Maine?
1: Am I from Maine?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I was born in Massachusetts, <laughs> but um, my family heritage is from Maine. And my father was in the diplomatic service, and I grew up living all over the world. And then I went to Bates in, in Lewiston. And I moved down to D.C., and then I moved back to Maine about 25 years ago. And I, I love being I've seen the entire world, and I love being
0: in Maine. What makes Maine special to you? Why do you live here?
1: I like Maine because, believe it or not, I like the change of (laughs) seasons, so um, I'm an avid boater, so where I live in Booth Bay, I have dock access and I'm mooring, and in the summertime, I can just zip down to my, walk down to my boat and go and be at five different restaurants on the water and see eagles and seals and do all kinds of things, and then, you know the fall is beautiful, and then you get into the the winter time, and it's kind of cold. And but you can sit inside and binge watch and not feel guilty, <laughs> and cuddle up. and And um, I love the Maine people, and I love helping family businesses and people who who are trying to make the economy and make Maine grow because it, it can be a tough place you know but it's um it's very genuine people and what i find about family businesses is that they're they're very private and they think they have unique challenges and then when they get in a room with other family businesses they realize oh no and so we provide a safe haven for them to share ideas and help each other and they're so willing help and be innovative and that's what i think is neat about maine that you have to be rugged to be in maine and you know things aren't always easy so i think it's a it's a great place for innovation and for family values which i think is really important it's important to me and and i and i feel that from my members
0: what are the biggest challenges or opportunities you see in maine
1: it's it's people to find talent There's a lot of business. We put that on on our question for the awards, what's your biggest challenge? And it's trying to find employees. So what we do, each time we do an educational program, we do a survey, and we just did one this morning that was a follow-up for one that we did in March, and we did an internship program and a how-to, and Chalmers Insurance Group does innovative insurance uh, internship programs. And we had Janet Colcross, who's one of our coaches who helped facilitate it and they, they did a how-to, and two of our members came to it, and they learned, and they, one of them started with um, five interns, and then they hired that person, and then today, we just had a round table to go back and say, we said, what was your roses and your thorns, so what were your successes, what were your challenges, and we just sat there and talked and helped each other, and and one company that was looking to, to hire interns said, oh, I did, so how do I do this, you know, but everybody's helping each other, you know, and if we help them, like I wasn't nervous to have an intern because I work remotely, but then USM and Thomas College gave me free interns. So I am like, okay, I need to figure this out, right? And so I work remotely and actually I've hired a person now who works remotely with me who's in California. So I think what I how I did it is I said, Well what are my rote tasks that I need to do? And I put it together and put a job description And then I was able to hire an intern and be able to test the concept to then bring on an employee. So I think that um, being able to have, you know, programs like an internship program, that helps family businesses find employees and and have people stay in Maine. And then um, we're doing another one again because it's still people are looking for employees. We're going to have to recruit, retain, and engage um, family businesses or you know employees in general because our programs are for associate partners like MIMIC is involved with it and um, accounting and law firms and others but then we also have the family businesses so what we're trying to do is provide resources for those family businesses and and bring you know an expert who knows how to recruit and retain employees to then help the family
0: businesses so you have programs that are open to different people
1: yes we have all different. We tend to do different sizes, different structures. I mean, some of them were 400 people, some were like today we had 10. It was a round table. It was small. Yeah. So if you like to network, I'd like to have fun. We have family business spotlights, and one of my favorite ones I did was with um, Vogue packaging that we did there down in Bitterford. And Derek Volk has been a, a family business, fourth generations, three generations, moving on potentially to four. <laughs> and um, I do, I don't want to compete with the chambers, but I do a business after hours from like five to seven, and I have Blue Elephants Events and Catering who help cater it. And I said, well, Derek, what do you do that's different? You know, how do you retain your employees and? He's like, we boxes. He's like, boxes are boring. And so he said, <laughs> <laughs> so what he does is he they mimic the Olympics every time it happens. So they have these corrugated Olympics. And I said, well, can we do that in our business after hours? And he was like... Sure. So what we did is we had bocce boxes, balls that they made, and we were in the warehouse, and we were throwing the boxes, and we had men's and women's team, and then they got up on their podium, and they had their bronze, silver, and gold corrugated medal that they won, and they go, and they have fun, and they interact, and then we learned about him and his business, and how he won best places to work, and so you're coming to an event, and you're, you're learning about family businesses, but you're also interacting, and, and it kind of breaks the ice for people on networking and doing business.
0: You mentioned succession. Yes. That's a big issue in yes. Maine. Uh, you have an age baby boomers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Around the country, baby boomers are retiring. Yeah. How do there's we navigate There's an often quoted that.
1: statistic, 30, 13, and 3% chance that you go from the first to the fourth generation. And so we've done programs... Every year, we say, okay, what if you get hit by a, a bus? You know, what's your fire drill? What's the basics you need to have in place for a family business? And then we do different approaches to it. Um, this year, we're going to bring an outside consultant to come in. And I like to have people do the best practices, like the talking heads (laughs) who are the experts in the field. And then I like to bring the family business who's really living that experience. And we did one very successful program um, a few years ago where it was called the Three Gs. And so we had three family businesses that had kept the CEOs in their family. And then we had three, because sometimes we said the best way to run your family business is to get outside help to come into it. So we had three CEOs who are not part of the family business But they they were outside professionals who came in to help run the business. So that's how we try to help family businesses with the
0: succession. So you have events that are for family-owned businesses. You have events that people who are part of your affinity group that aren't family-owned businesses, but they provide services to family-owned businesses. Those are associate partners. Associate partners.
1: Yes, and then we um, we do some fun things like a golf line and 9 because a lot of business can happen on the golf course. And we do that for women. The men have tried to get in, so we do a scramble for them. And we do that in September. We had 86 people last year, which was fun. But sometimes, you know, it, it's intimidating for a woman to learn how to play golf if they don't know. So we had 20 people last year. We sold out. We had 40. So we had the expert golfers come. We went to they, um They got... Wine, they got instructions. If you had clubs, you brought them. If you didn't, we could provide gloves and carts. And we tailored the program for each of the skill sets. And then everybody got together at the end of the, you know, at seven o'clock and had drinks and camaraderie. And then it was kind of like, you had your your classes and then your final exam was the scramble that we did and then we opened it up and invited everybody to come and the men and then they got an opportunity to learn so there's a you know a, a networking piece that's a little bit different that the associate partners in the family businesses can come to and learn
0: from each other i feel like maine has a history of strong women leaders we have women senators we now have a, a woman governor, governor.
1: And we have uh, one group, the Women's Leadership Forum, that is just for those women. These are the women who run their business and have their children, because they have two jobs. <laughs> they and they're the ones taking care of the kids, too. The husband's help, but you know the, a lot of the responsibility falls to the women. So we do four breakfasts, and it's, it's an informal piece. And they, all, most of these affinity groups self-direct their topics, so we'll talk about... Um, you know their successes for last year, their goals for this year, or sometimes we'll bring in a guest speaker. If we're doing our CEOs, they wanted to learn about blockchain technology, so we brought in an expert about that. But when they come to these smaller groups, they find a lot of support. And in one of my um, affinity groups, I had a, a next gen come in, and he sat in the room, and then he went, "Oh, he's like, I don't have to explain. I'm a family business. You know, it's just a, it's a, a place where." the people feel that that being a family business is important to them and and i get crisis calls too from family businesses that that it isn't all lovely and rosy and so then we can bring in experts to help them navigate these pieces
0: if you get annoyed at your coworkers in most places you go home at the end of the day and you can get a break from them but if you their family <laughs> right
1: <laughs> you want thanksgiving and christmas to be nice too and some of them they they put rules in you know yeah. that we can't talk about you know uh, the work in at family time and some of them have rules that you have to go outside of the family business before you can come into the family business. And some say that you can't come into your, the family business later in life if you didn't make it in the real world outside. So so good family businesses do have that where they have rules and engagement. And some of them are like, you can't come into the business unless we have a job and you have the skill sets for that. Some create jobs for people as they you know, come in. Uh, but we, we try to help them with different guidelines and best practices and, and ways to do that and then also to be a resource that if we know a family business has gone through a certain challenge we can reach out to that other family business and say hey do you mind giving them you know a little thought or guidance or something like that and, and they're very happy and helpful with that
0: do you think family-owned businesses in general treat their employees better than other businesses
1: i, I think they do the, the good ones do yeah. because um it's, it. Everybody feels like they're a part of the family. So if you if you go to like the awards night and you hear their speeches, they say, "Yeah, you know, we we uh, we have our family, but all the employees and everybody are family." And a lot of the family businesses, they don't have nepotism rules, so they'll have families within the family businesses that are working in their family business because. They're tight-knit, and I, I think it gives people a, a sense of home or a sense of belonging that it's that it, if it's a good functional family business, then, then people like being a part of that.
0: You have some interesting family-owned businesses. I went to um, the awards, and I met a family-owned business that was a medical marijuana provider, yes, <laughs>
1: <nouveau>. <laughs> yes, and they have been. They they they're very sweet, and they've they've been having challenges working through the the courts and law because federally it's not allowed, and Maine it is, and they've to be innovative, and they, you know, there's banking restrictions and other things, and they're they're running their business, and then at any time it could be pulled away from them because in theory it's illegal, federally. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have very creative businesses involved.
0: Who inspires you in Maine and beyond?
1: Well, I just went to the um, Portland, Imagine Portland, and Deanna Sherman from Dead River was um, honored for all the volunteer work and the things that she's done. And she's from Maine, and she's worked at Dead River for her, most of her career. And she, again, you are asking about this. They're, they're, she's a professional manager for the family business, but the family is still involved. And she again was saying, "This award is for everyone. You know, it isn't just me." And I, and I feel that way about the institute. This is like my family, you know, that I care about, and and that inspires me. You know, when I get to read these applications, I'm not a judge because I can't be a judge, but I can nominate family business, and I and I just read through what people are doing and their struggles and their challenges, and and that that's what inspires me
0: well you're talking about employees of family-owned businesses being like employees and you've mentioned before we got started that you have organizations like Clark they start off as a family-owned business and then they become an employee-owned business and they're still involved in the Institute for Family-Owned Businesses as a partner I think it's a good example of there's different ways of succession and this idea of the close-knit Community. And, and we
1: did a program a couple of years ago on that kind of succession. We did it with yeah. um, the Sun Media Group. If you're keeping it within the entity, it was either passed on to a family business or a co op or an ESOP. And so we brought in a co op and an ESOP. We brought in Moody's Collision Center that's still family owned, but a portion of that is an ESOP. So it's kind of a blended piece. And then we did Rock City Roasters up in, in Rockland. And they had employees who had been there for 20 years in a coffee shop, and they never thought they would own their own business. So the husband and wife had started it. They were one of the first people to have, like, cappuccino <laughs> in Maine. And so, you know, they ran this very successful coffee shop, and her husband passed. And then she was like, well, who am I gonna who am I going to give it to? She didn't want to sell it. It was already like a family business that were people involved. They didn't have children as a successor. So they worked it out so that the employees took it on. And they weren't big enough to have a big ESOP, but they had a co-op. And some people wanted to be a part of it, and some did it. But it gave a person who you wouldn't think if you started in a coffee shop that 20 years later you could be one of the owners.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's it's a great way to, to keep the entity going and keep that core value and spirit.
0: Talked about attracting workforce. Do you see other rural area challenges?
1: Well, you hear in in the news about broadband and being connected to the Internet and being tied in and doctors, that there aren't doctors up further north and there aren't as many opportunities um, up that way. But I think a lot of those businesses are family-owned. And I also think in today's age, if somebody starts their own business, probably other people in the family are going to get involved as well. So I I think that um, the state tries to do outreaches. Um, I'm one entity with with a part-time person who's 32 and a half hours a week. So we do 54 programs and try to do as much as we can. I think in future, we might be able to take this concept and move it around the state if we were gonna grow and be able to, to provide some more of those resources.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on. You're listening to Maine Quality on WERU. I'm your host, Orion Breen, and today's guest was Catherine Wigand-Fawcett, the Executive Director of the Institute for Family-Owned Businesses. Thank you.
1: Thank business. Business. (laughs) There's no nesses. Just Just business. business. (laughs) Yeah, I thought.
0: Getting down to business. (laughs) Getting down to business. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Maine Quality, where community leaders share their vision for Maine.